Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders, and captivating crimes from across the centuries, and creating curious cocktails inspired by the tales that we tell. And it's episode 191. It is, yes. We are speeding through these. Ooh, 191. Yeah, it's two. still a very long time before 200, but it's coming. I think it's going to get here quicker than we expect. It usually does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to come around pretty damn quick. Mm. And I'm hoping you've got some ideas, because I have got a clue what we're doing. Well, I have ideas. None of them are related to this podcast. I'm wild and Helpful. crazy. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> well, it's, it's really over to you guys, our darling, darling listeners. We have episode 200 coming up, which will be the season break. What on earth can we do for the biggie? And what can we do going into we season We don't get a break till then. That's miles away. <laughs> I, I have briefed you on this before uh, many, many times. That's like nine weeks away. Yeah, exactly. Fine. <laughs> Fine. But please send us suggestions of things that we can do for episode 200. It can be a compilation. It can be one big case that we haven't covered. It can be a revisitation of all things poisony. Whatever you guys think, we need your suggestions because God help us, we won't think of anything. No, because we're running out of ideas. <laughs> Indeed. How are you, Nick? I'm fine. You're fine. 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 Got your little pre cocktail cocktail? Got my cocktail. What we got? I've got a bijou. A bijou. Yeah. I thought I'd fancy something different from the usual Negroni. Yeah. Let's start yeah. with Negroni. Absolutely. No, you've been breaking, breaking out the twigginess again. Yeah, exactly. I thought I need some twigs in my life. Mm. So, yeah. I don't have one of those because no. it's evil. Because <laughs> it's delicious and you just don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, Nick deigned to give me a gin and tonic very begrudgingly. Yes, it was begrudging. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Good. Any poisonings this week? Uh, probably not. Probably not? Probably not. I've not really paid no. much attention. <laughs> that makes it sound like you've just gone through life in a blur. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I've had a so. weird juxtaposition of days, actually. I had okay. like, the last couple of days, like, furiously busy and very productive. Sometimes you get those I don't. ADHD or something like that where you have days where you're like, oh, I'm going to do 12 hours of work. Or I'm going to do six weeks of work in one day. And it's great and it works. That was preceded by a weekend where I just lay on the sofa going, I can't do anything and I'm so angry at everyone. <laughs> That sounds fun. The rage found me. That's why I didn't come out. I was like, nobody wants to hear this. Yes. <laughs> Uncontrollably, irrationally And that's furious. why Sinead wasn't invited out this weekend. <laughs> I was invited out. I wisely said because no. Because she would have killed us all. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, come out. You don't want that. <laughs> Lives will be lost. 
Children will be scarred. <laughs> well, speaking of drinking heavily and being furious about it, I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Absolutely, and they certainly won't be furious about joining the Poison Scabbard Patreon. No. <laughs> and I will also throw in here, was speaking to a dear friend, fellow podcaster, earlier today. We have many, many more friends on Patreon. And we were genuinely saying that our Patreon is such a lovely place. It is genuinely a lovely place. Everyone is so active. Everyone is so kind. We've got such a nice community. But yes, let's thank our lovely newbies. Indeed we should. So thank you very much to Ailing Delaney. Oh my God. The Angelic Arsenic Assassinatress. It's a very, very good name. Mm. To Brenna Jeffrey. To Laura Lieberman. Elijah Burnett. To Sarah Paddock. And to Tracy Tucker. Thank you very much. You're all splendid. You sexy, sexy Patreon subscribers. We love you very much. Excellent names. Whether they are real or made up, they're all excellent. I think some of them may have been made up. No, no, At no, least no, no, one no. I'm thinking might not be their legal birth name. Ah, Tracy Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was crowned the mistress of darkness, but then she realised she had to get a day job. <laughs> we had fun on Patreon this week. You told a tale. I did tell a tale. What was it? <laughs> What I'm, the fuck was it? It was only yesterday, and I'm glad <laughs> that my detailed, research-driven <laughs> stories have made such a lasting impression. Yeah, stop you. stalling for time, because you've forgotten as well. No, I did the wonderful <laughs> lawyers, Howe and yes, Hummel. Yes, you did. I literally just mentioned them when we were warming up. <laughs> I literally just mentioned them. You forget every week. I have to tell you often the episodes you've done on the main show. So we're both as bad as each other. Or as great. It was good. It was good. Lots of legal shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Crazy, though. Crazy about how... Many people made up shit oh, in gotcha. court Absolutely. for a long time. It's not just in the films, it happened. It people. actually happened. Less yeah. so now, I feel. Now, Which is not probably so, for well, the best. Well, some people go, well, I think you're actually fine. They're all bastards. <laughs> well, if you want to know what the hell we're talking about, please consider joining us on Patreon.com. Patreon.com, where we do an extra episode every single week, as well as putting out extra bonus content. It is a lovely community from but $5 a month, and it helps to support the show keeps us doing what we're doing and patreon's a lovely place to support other creators too so check it out at patreon.com forward slash the poisoners cabinet well nico you're ready the mm. drink cocktails and talk about poison <laughs> or i tried to do a deep voice there and i could not it or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails never do that again never do that it's again really obsessing if you make a decision then i'll do I will <laughs> let's never have a, do that let's again. have a cocktail should we have a cocktail uh, a cocktail and a story <laughs> Let's go with the first one. Hooray, hooray, hooray. It is my story this week, but we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell, and it will flavor our cocktail of the week. And this week's secret ingredient is a rattlesnake. Yes. Yes. Now we've had a snake. And I'm, I am liking how we get it. We're having to get more and more precise. We are quite with the precise. We have done white rum. We have done dark rum. We've done a kind of a golden age yeah. one. Red wine, white wine. Yes. I think we just had rum, and then we had to go. Ah oh, shit! What kind of rum do we use? Right. Okay. Let's. <laughs> we did gin. We did London dry gin. London medium gin. So now we have got every species of snake as a possibility for future Absolutely. episodes. Absolutely. Which is great. No but rattlesnake. And yes. I did message you going, we've done snake and also a rattlesnake. And the cocktail was cocktail. a rattlesnake, which is like, because I'd Googled it when you said that. I thought, oh, perfect. There's a cocktail, there's a cocktail called a rattlesnake. Great. And then she said, we've already done that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes my great plan. But rattlesnake, you've rattlesnake. stuck with it. I've stuck with rattlesnake. With rattlesnake there. as your ingredient, your inspiration. Yeah. Your- 
What have you come up with? I've come up with, we're having mm. snake eyes. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Ooh. Ooh, it's like gambling, but not. <laughs> gambling, but with snakes. No, you know that's expression in yes, um, know, craps. I no, yes. <laughs> yes, I know. know. Two ones. Yes. Fully aware, thank you. Oh, from all your days down at the casino. Oh, I mean, never catch me out of there. <laughs> catch me outside, how yeah. about that? <laughs> I think that made no sense. Ooh, that's a funny way of talking. That's... Is that how you talk down the casino? That's how, that's how sort of people talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, you never catch me outside. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know. I wouldn't you're know. Not, you're not one of us. Thank you for educating us. <laughs> Wonderful. I could use a drink. Another Good. drink. Another one, are you sure? Mm-hmm. I think it is high time for us to slither into the poisonous captured kitchen and shake up storm, so we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. Nick. So mm. we got a snake eyes. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Looks very pretty. Mm. It is not only pale and slightly pale. Um, pale. Pale. Pale and slightly yellowy. But it's got it's got a garnishy rim. It has got a garnishy rim. rim. It's got a rim. <laughs> I don't know what it is, whether it's sugar or salt. <gasps> But I'm excited. Mm, we'll find mm. out. Well, let's dive in. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I've sent something smoky and lovely in there. I'm not so keen on that one. Oh, it does. It doesn't go anywhere. That doesn't go anywhere. No. Mm. Oh, dear. Hang on a minute. Hmm. Ooh, it's yeah. all right, but... No, that does not go anywhere. Sorry. Mezcal? Yes. Yeah. I could spot that a mile Spot that a mile away. Oh, no. That, that, and that's a, salt, a salty rim. This is a salty rim. Because if it was sugar, then something's wrong with my <laughs> taste buds. Oh, no. They, it's got sweetness in it. There is some sweetness in there. There's some sugar syrup or there's something. Some, there's a bit of sugar syrup. Yes. But if there's any citrus in there, I'm getting none of it. There's some lime in there. Not a lot of lime, a very small amount of lime. It needs more lime. Maybe so. it's because in your head you kind of think margarita. But... It's not, well, it's, it's not a margarita. No, it's not. Yeah, it's just got mezcal, that lovely smoky star. That's why I was so happy. It's like, oh, great, we've got mezcal. <laughs> and nothing. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it's a bit disappointing, that. It had to happen. We've had a very good run. There's a couple of other things in there. I'm sure there are. Lies. <laughs> betrayal. Mainly betrayal. Juice well, betrayal. Is there a triple sec in there? Nope. No, okay. I can taste it, but I don't, I, one of those things, I don't know if I can taste it because I know it's in there, or I can taste it because I can taste it. I'm, I don't know. Is it fruity? Yes. Is it like a peach or an apricot kind of thing? Mm, Stone fruit? No. No. Orange? No. Let's not list the fruit. Let's not, <laughs> let's 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 not, let's not do this again. Let's not list the fruits. What was I going to say before you th- threw me down this f- fruit path? Is there a vermouth in there? Nope. Well, fuck you. No, I don't know. Tell me. So there's a bit of banana. Banana? There's a bit of banana. Bit of banana. And there's something else in there, which is actually by far the highest in volume. Gin? Nope. Water. Coconut water. Coke. Oh, oh co- what? Coconut yeah. water? Coconut water. But it doesn't taste sweaty. <laughs> because that's how coconut water tastes, people. What the... F- <laughs> I don't even smell coconut in there. I was wondering why it was so bitty. <laughs> I mean, sorry. So coconut water has got, it's almost like a very fine pulp. It has got like, yes, particulates. Partic- particulates. There we go. It's a very fancy way of saying that. Floating on the top, I was like, oh, that's a lot of lime. But then I can't really taste the lime. I can't really, t- oh, yeah. Maybe that's the disappointing taste is the coconut water. <laughs> I know it's very good for you, but I know. So, yeah. So it is coconut water, mezcal, bit of lime, Bit of banana, a very small amount of banana, and some sugar. 
Now you said the banana, I guess you get a, a sense of it. Yeah. No idea there was coconut water in yeah. it. Coconut water has actually no flavour at all. Apart from sweat and sadness. <laughs> yeah, people keep trying to put coconut water in cocktails mm. and it's awful. It never works. So that is a true snake eyes that is that is we have rolled two ones I'm, there i mean i'm it's not the worst thing we've ever had no well, the worst thing would be the dice would fall off the table and we'd be shot for, for trying to count the dice cards would bounce and kill during you. cracks yeah exactly <laughs> they somehow explode and, yeah that would be well that'd be quite fun actually now you know what it's like i'd almost want something that was really terrible that had some sort of horrible reaction because that's just disappointing it's just like, meh, meh. oh come on it's no. not your fault nick don't blame yourself i'll try not to I is, it, is that a, go a, to bed weeping is it a legitimate recipe yes yes is it diffids yes really mm-hmm. what diffids you have a lot to answer for i mean it's, a, it's four and a half stars this one they're fucking lying. <laughs> so, from who? Coconuts? From many, many people who like this greatly. But yes, but not the poisonous cabinet. Not the poisonous cabinet. Can I squeeze some more lime in that? Go for it. Because it's, it's my episode. And I'm, I'm no, scared. you're going to have to suffer. <laughs> I feel you, you should you suffer. Want, are you going to drink that? Are you going to keep oh, drinking chuck that? Chuck some lime in there. Okay, we've added more lime. Better. Meh. Better. Still disappointing. Still not exciting. But not as bad as that was, really. So. Okay, well, on that high. (laughs) It's it's okay. We have. It has to happen every now and again. We have had a run of really good cocktails that we have thoroughly enjoyed. So, has to happen. This is one to try if you're curious and you have stuff in your house and you you don't like yourself. (laughs) Well, many people like it. It is highly rated. Who? Well, Diffords themselves highly rated, and the popular vote is also quite high. Diffords made that up one night after. Oh, it's drinking. not free. He didn't make it. it. Yeah, yeah. Someone made that up, submitted it, and they were drunk and hit approve on the website. I just, I just come on. If you got what? that in a bar, you'd get really annoyed that you paid twelve <laughs> quid for that. <laughs> but now we've added live. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> so I can tell Sinead doesn't like it. Yes. Well, with the snake eyes firmly in hand, uh, we're just begrudgingly bringing it along. <laughs> Knowing that there's more booze at the end of the road. Would you like a story, Nick? Yes. Yay. Okay, this week, Nick, yeah. we have on our hands possible serial killer. Oh. A weird trial. Okay. Shenanigans at a trial. Shenanigans. We like shenanigans. And just a little drop of poison. <laughs> but not as you know it, Nick. Okay. The name of this hasn't given it away already. We are not headed, though, to the dear old Victorian era. Or even earlier than that, where we usually find our poisoning cases. No, no, no. We are firmly in the 20th century. Okay. In the 1930s. Nice. And this case inspired the following headline from the Daily News in August 1936. I must stress that this is the introduction to this entire article. Brilliant. (laughs) Part of the headline as well. If it is true that Satan sometimes walks the earth in the deceptive guise of a man then maybe we know where he has been keeping himself lately and what he has been up to. If the subject of our story today wasn't the archfiend himself, then surely he was a most willing acolyte, thoroughly steeped in things of evil, a dreadful monster who spread havoc wherever he set his foot. It is hard to believe that a human being could have done what he has done. Well, that's very dramatic. Sets you up pretty yeah, highly. Absolutely. Isn't it? There's better be a good story now. Man fine for parking in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> no, today we are going to tell the story of Major Raymond Lisenba, aka Robert James, aka the Rattlesnake Murderer. 
I've never heard of him. And it's one where you go, <laughs> open sources, blah, and hit in the face. What the bloody what what? Uh, what a joy this was. Okay, I'm intrigued. To look through. And yes, that's rattlesnakes for you. Mm. And it's not just a cute name. It's going to get weird. Okay, I like weird. It's going to get weird. Robert James. Now, Robert James is how he is known and how I will mostly be referring to him through this story. But Robert James was born Major Raymond Lizenba. He was born Major. He was. His first name was Major. His first name was Major. That's impressive. He was christened. His family had high hopes they for him. They really did. They were very poor and they worked in cotton fields. But you know what? Uh, major. One report has it as Major Major. <laughs> well, if he joined the army, then he becomes Major Major. Major Major. <laughs> Sergeant Major Hello, Major, Major. Sergeant Major, Captain Major. He is the very model of a modern Major General. <laughs> He's not. No, he was born in 1894 in Hale County, Alabama. As I said, to a pretty poor family. He's working in the cotton fields mm-hmm. with his family in his youth, does a little bit of coal mining. Yeah, manual labour, manual yep. labour. He's never going to be suited to an academic life. It was said by his neighbours when they're looking back on his life that he was less than a half-wit. Some sort of military career may have been... Would, did no one try and push him in that direction with with, the, with his name? And obviously his, his parents must have had some ambition to have for him to be a military man otherwise they could have christened him doctor um, <laughs> <laughs> president, president. <laughs> i don't know major i think is a is a first name it um, is a first name it's not very common but people made much in the newspaper reports and there are some brilliant newspaper reports that i was able to access about this story from the time where people are going oh and they must have had high hopes for him calling him major but he would major only in crime <laughs> shit like that i quite like that <laughs> yeah, well. whether they had aspirations for him to have a military career <laughs> we don't know really it was going to be hard labor sort of you know working on the in the fields as i said he was described as less than a half wit so a quarter wit um and they would always say of course they would always say later on he was always a queer no, indeed. But he had his sights set on a new career. He was to become a barber. No, perfectly respectable. Indeed, he wanted to become a barber. Now, his brother-in-law paid for his training at Barber College. Nice. It's not called that. It's just a barber college. Yes. In Birmingham, in America. Yes. Yes, not the UK one. That would be extravagant. Yes, born in Alabama. Went to school to learn barbering in, in England. The finest barbering school in all of the world. They had money to send him there, weirdly. So he went there to learn how to trim hair, wet shave, sing a passable baritone and sweet Adeline. And then he is fresh from his training and he decides it's time to settle down and get married. Now, this is the thing about dear old Robert James, as he will later be known. He, he, does, he does love the idea of getting married. Okay. Really, really is committed to marriage. A lot, I'm sensing. Mm, mm. <laughs> Big fan of that. Many, many Big times. Fan. Now, Raymond, as he was known then, was described as having a pasty face, mm. beady, red-rimmed green eyes. Okay. And a high nasal voice. Okay. But seemed to be irresistible to the ladies. Irresistible to the ladies. Now, I've seen photos of him, and, and that description in one newspaper is, isn't very fair. It does mm. make him seem like a sort of scuttling, weird-eyed, <laughs> high-voiced creature coming at you. Women like him, and he famously has a way with ladies because he attracts quite a lot of them. Age 21, he meets Maud Duncan. Maud is either 19 or 16 at the time. No okay. one can quite decide, but she's youthful. And they were married in 1914. They have a child at some point. Mm-hmm. The child is never heard from again. Okay. Does not figure in this story at all. Child exists somewhere. Somewhere, yes. Well, he reported as being married with a child. So he had dependents because he enlisted in the US Army. World War One, 
served his country, came back from service. Not really interested in being a good husband, though. Hmm. Yeah, served your country, but came back and yeah, no. deserted <laughs> his wife and child on return from service. Now, Maud apparently filed for divorce, not on the grounds of desertion. She mentioned his desires for kinky and sadistic sex. Oh, okay. Don't know if those words were used, but yes, but, deviant, yes, deviant, deviant, deviant behaviour. That could be anything, but uh, yes, that was her. I want to do with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your top this time. <laughs> yeah, he's quite gross. Raymond apparently would never mention his first wife by name again to anyone. Like acknowledged that, you know, he had a past or whatever, yeah. but his first wife, uh-uh, no. The only thing he would ever say is that his marriage had ended because she poured ground glass and poison into his food. I mean, that'll do it. That will do it. If that is in fact true, which that I will, find unlikely. Yeah, that will dampen the romance. <laughs> Didn't work, clearly. Apparently not. Apparently not. He then moves to Kansas, where he opens a barbershop, Following his dreams. Following his dreams. It's around this time that he's going to change his name to Robert James. So this is where he becomes Robert James. This is where we're going to call him Robert from now on. And in Kansas, he gives marriage another go. Why Why not? Why the hell not? Well, he's divorced. He can can get married again. Exactly. Famously, yes. Thanks for spelling that out. So it's sort of a weird thing that he's going to get married again. No, exactly. (laughs) He marries a young lady named Vera May Vermillion. This marriage, though, ends due to his serial infidelities he has a way with the ladies mm. vera is not that happy about it and apparently he's quite literally run out of town <laughs> when a man shows up at his barbershop with a shotgun nice saying you have impregnated my daughter and he runs away yeah and so ends marriage number two <laughs> they filed for divorce along the way mm. as he's running as out, he's running. signing papers Just sign this it. as you go some people contest whether he ever actually officially ended that marriage mm. There's a lot of liberties taken in the newspaper reports. And she filed for divorce, did she, though? Yes. <laughs> to all intents and purposes, the marriage is over, I it's feel. It's over, <laughs> yes. In 1932, he will marry again. But he also starts one of his more disturbing relationships. Okay. That will have a bearing later on in this story, but it's important to point it out. He travels to California in this year. The timelines sometimes get mixed up, but it's definitely within this year this happens, in 1932. He goes to California with his 17-year-old niece okay his sister's daughter to help her kickstart her career in hollywood and the pair begin a relationship Mm, not ideal no very much sexual exploitation yeah yeah it's it's not good it is a relationship that lasts for several years Mm -hmm. in years later she would acknowledge the relationship but she is a minor He's traveling with her. Yeah, it's and he's shagging everyone under mm. the sun. So, yeah. Incest, very much illegal. Yes. Yes. So it's not a public relationship. No, It's indeed. very much behind closed doors. She would work as a manicurist in his barbershop later on. He employed a lot of ladies to <laughs> do beauty, <laughs> in inverted commas, in his shop, and he would have sex with a lot of them. Okay. He also inherits around this time about $4,000 after his uncle passes away. And it's a payout from his life insurance. Mm-hmm. And it's like a huge windfall mm. for him. It's like, brilliant. This will, this will start up my shops. This will, this will bolster me. This, this is pretty good. This no, is a, absolutely. This life insurance is pretty, pretty <laughs> There's something in this. Pretty good. Yeah. Quite like this. So Robert starts looking around for wife number three. Mm. And he meets Winona Wallace. She is listed as being from Glendale in California. There are others... That say she's from Fargo, North Dakota. 
okay. two completely different Quite. divergent sets of resources that when he went to Fargo, others that know she lived in California. So I'm mm. just acknowledging it here. He may have spent <laughs> some time in North Dakota, which is very far away, or he was in California. But yeah. the important thing is she was there. She was there. She was there. And they both marry in 1932. Ah. Oh. And he <laughs> celebrates the marriage by taking out two massive life insurance policies. Well, that's romance for you. Exactly. He's, he's, con- of... he's concerned for his wife's well-being. Mm. Got to look after things. It's the 30s. Yeah. Cholera's rife. Absolutely. Probably. <laughs> In California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once all the paperwork is signed and the ink is dried, he suggests a lovely honeymoon in Colorado Springs. Delightful. Lovely, lovely, lovely. I'm sure he's saying it in a very low voice while rubbing his hands. Let's take a honeymoon. Actually, he's got a really high nasal voice. Let's have a honeymoon in Colorado Springs. Probably loses some of its gravitas. <laughs> Winona is delighted, blissfully happy. Of course, of course, let's go off on honeymoon. Mm. And they go and decide on a scenic route. On the 21st of September in 1932, they are driving along Pikes Peak Highway. Okay. Very nice, very nice. Winona's at the wheel. They're driving. Oh, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Delightful. Views. It's lovely. Oh, watch those roads. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. The car loses control, Nick. <gasps> the steering knuckle breaks. <gasps> and the car hurtles over the edge of an embankment and plummets 150 feet. Okay. Robert jumps clear of the car. <laughs> I'm saying he's in the car. Or this. He's still in the car at this point, <laughs> but not for much longer. Okay. Before it goes down the embankment. Ah. Before it loses the control. <laughs> <laughs> in the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he jumps clear, but Winona and the car go, go over, over the, the embankment. Mm. 150 foot down. Robert goes for help. Oh, yes. Runs, strolls for help. <laughs> Saunters <laughs> calmly for help. Swims for help. <laughs> he strolls along the road. He brings rescuers to the scene where they find the car. They find Winona in the car. Alive. Excellent. Injured. Mm-hmm. Unconscious. As some reports say she's unconscious at this stage. So, but not a massive amount of injuries. Mm. Okay, good. There's not <laughs> limbs, the legs and arms and everything. They're also attached. Be, you know, sort of tumbling and everything. She does have a head wound, though. Mm. A massive wound behind her ear, which is bleeding profusely. Really quite nasty. So, like, okay, so she sustained a head wound. We've got to get yeah. her to hospital. We'll ignore that bloody hammer in the back of the seat. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. It's just the crash. It's just the crash. Yes, hammer flying around the place. Yeah, hammers flying around the place. This is why you have to secure shit in your car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it can all Loose out. hammers flipping around the place. There you go. It can happen. Yep. Can you joke? A, I saw a video of that once, actually. It makes you think, don't pile up your boot. Not in this case, though. There's nothing <laughs> in the car apart from apart them from a and hammer. a hammer. Yeah. Winona is okay. She's rushed to hospital for treatment, and she would spend two weeks in hospital recuperating. The wound is treated. It's just a terrible accident. She has no mm. memory of the accident. Oh, that's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. She just, she just wakes up and goes, what the hell happened? Like, oh, yeah, you lost control of the car. But she's relieved to be released to continue her recovery. She can converse at home. Absolutely. Well, in, the, in the honeymoon cabin that they have. This lovely romantic cabin they rented in Colorado Springs. Wonderful. She goes to the cabin. She's going to rest up. She writes to her sister at this point. At slight ick, she calls Robert Daddy. Um, my daddy is taking care of me yeah that's not good a week after they have settled in Robert looking after his wife he goes to the grocery store for supplies and he asks the shopkeeper for a lift back to the cabin a lot of groceries Mm -hmm. grocer agrees okay fine fair enough 
Come in. Can you help me with the groceries in? Yeah, yeah, sure. Come into the cabin. Darling, darling, are you okay? D- darling? Darling, where are you? <laughs> darling. No, no. Winona is dead in the bathtub. Oh, my God. She has drowned. <gasps> She is drowned. Robert's like, look, Mr. Grocer, look very carefully at this scene that we've just walked in on. <laughs> James cries to the very important witnesses and later to the medical examiner that if only, if only Winona had listened to doctor's advice and not washed her hair. She tried it's to dangerous. wash her hair. Yep, she leant over the bathtub, tried to wash her hair. She shouldn't do that because of the head wound and has made her dizzy and now she's fallen in the bath and she drowned accidentally. Down on her back okay. with the water in her lungs. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. Also, can you please sign this death certificate confirming that she died from drowning, but also due to the head wound that she sustained in the car accident because it's definitely an accident and we just need to put those two things in there. That's absolutely fine. (laughs) Nothing to do with double indemnity. Oh, I'm so sad. Robert would point all of this out and would write specifically to the coroner who determined she died. She drowned in the bar. It's an accident. It's an accident. Leaves it completely. So can you just change the death certificate, please, to, to, to note that she died because of the head wound that was caused by the car accident and then she drowned by accident in the bath. Can we just have that on the death certificate? Great. Double indemnity. He claims $14,000. Okay. For her death. Nice. Cute thing here. I've written down $14 million. That is even better. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that. And I remember writing that going, wouldn't it be funny if it was $14 million and that's what I wrote down? (laughs) Yep. Everyone complies with his side of the story. What a terrible accident. It's awful series of unfortunate events Mm. but yes he has the life insurance he takes it oh grieving husband off he goes flush with cash now robert is living at large for a while he can afford to he takes a trip to new orleans in october 1934 where on a drunken spree he vaguely recalls marrying wife number four (laughs) (laughs) nice a lady called ruth thomas now this marriage is incredibly short-lived Very lucky escape for Ruth. It was annulled, mainly because he was drunk and he sort of woke up. But also Ruth apparently walked away when Robert insisted on taking out a life insurance policy on her. And annulment sort of indicates that they must have been married for a matter of days. Yes, and it was not long. (laughs) No, no, this is all a bit weird. And she's alleged to have said to him... People you insure always die of something strange. Mm. Now, I don't know if there's a general generalisation. Yes. Because I can't imagine he told her about his No, I can't wife. imagine he was that forthcoming about what would well, mm. get his past. So, yes, probably just a general comment. But yes, yeah, very yeah. apt. People insured always die of something strange. Okay. So no payout from that little lady for Robert. But as luck would have it, in 1935, Robert's nephew, a sailor named... Cornelius <laughs> right not Van Winkle. Oh, boo but still well, Cornelius dear old Cornelius. Cornelius dear old Cornelius came to stay with him he doesn't marry him <laughs> much as he would like to yes he, the times just wouldn't allow it Cornelius was a sailor he came to stay with him very happy welcome come into the house come stay with me nope put your things here hang your coat up here sign this life insurance policy <laughs> it's all fine we're very relaxed we're very relaxed lunch is a 10 look at my collection of hammers <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about all my wives who didn't die suspiciously. Mm. Right, you've signed that. Great. Would you like to use my car? (laughs) Very insistent the nephew uses his car. Wouldn't you know it, Nick? Poor Cornelius dies in a car accident. He's off driving. Car careers off the road. Off a cliff. Okay. Santa Rose. And he dies. Mm. Mechanic tows the vehicle. Has to recover the vehicle. Has to return it in its state to its owner. 
and just goes, you know, you know, there was something wrong with the steering knuckle on this one. Like, yeah, it's had a lot of problems with the steering knuckle, haven't you? It's like, <laughs> Goodbye, never using you again. No one bats an eyelid. Yeah. No one does a thing. Oh, Paul Canini's a bit depressed. But there's implications that it's, oh, it's just a terrible accident. Maybe terrible, he terrible things. drove or whatever. Still, Robert's like, oh, dear. And he collects $5,000. <laughs> pay out for his nephews all terrible accidents that mm. are befalling this poor man and if he's the beneficiary of these insurance policies well then so be it but soon robert will meet wife number five <laughs> some people think it's wife number six they they added an extra wife just one of them somewhere yeah there's maybe an extra wife it's quite possible that there was <laughs> one that was never mentioned and there's no record of it but with wife number five he thinks okay I'm going to have to score big on this one. Mm. And I'm going to need the most batshit crazy plan <laughs> of my career. Nice. Liking it. In March 1935, the lovely young Mary Bush begins work at his barbershop as chief beauty operator. Okay. I like a beauty fancy, operator. Fancy title, yeah. Yeah, she must operate the beauty mm. at all times. Yes. yes, the beauty machine. The beauty machine. <laughs> Put your beautifying face on there. It's probably of the time where they had those... Do, do you ever see those bands that they had those like electric bands that women just you stood up and it's a huge elastic sort of rubber band oh to wobble you to to wobble you to melt yeah, all oh, the yes. fat yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah to j- jiggle you until yeah. you're thin so that they I'll did give one of them a go <laughs> I like the way you jiggle yeah. <laughs> and they also have machines for sort of putting makeup on you mm. like the, the Simpsons joke about shooting <laughs> someone with a makeup gun is not far off so I think probably as well manicure and you know, yeah. a few curls here and there but she is a blonde bombshell by all accounts James believes this is the girl for him his other attempts at finding a wife haven't really worked out not so much going out on the street going will you marry me but it involves him corresponding with uh, numerous marriage bureaus okay to find a meet a meet a meet (laughs) to find a meaty wife (laughs) to find a mate and responding to lonely hearts adverts for women who confirm that they have a very healthy annual income (laughs) Mm, more on that later mary was young and in love with robert he has Mm. charmed her within a matter of weeks they are engaged and then married she agrees to his very romantic request to have a couple of life insurance policies sizable double indemnity clauses in there no problem it's every young girl's dream (laughs) the pair are married in july in 1935 by then mary is allegedly pregnant with his baby in august of that year Robert was given a lift home by two friends, were due to have dinner with him and his wife at his home. Get a lift home. They arrive at the James's household. Mary is nowhere to be found. James makes a big show of calling for her, looking in the street. Where could my wife be? She must be making dinner, but she's not making dinner. Where could she be? That's the only place she ever is. She, that's that's what she does, making dinner. Barefoot, pregnant and cooking. Yes, exactly. Yes, but where she's else, not there. Where else would she be? Well, they go out into the garden. She covered in snakes. Mary is lying face down in the fish pond in the garden. She is drowned. Drowned in the fish pond. Mary now had apparently been suffering terrible fainting spells and sickness due to her pregnancy. Mm. Must have collapsed. Must have collapsed. What an awful accident. There is a bit of a strange mark on her left foot. (laughs) And her foot and her leg are black and swollen. Mm. So what has happened to Mary? Mm. I think that's time for a drink. Yes, it probably is. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Malik. Yes. We have our drinks. We do. Mary is dead in a pond. She is. She's dead. Yes. Pregnant ladies died. Now the death is ruled as an accident. Wow, yes. It's a terrible, terrible accident with Robert weeping loudly through the hearing and through the funeral, <laughs> apparently. Just constant loud weeping. Absolutely weeping all the way through that, all the way to the insurance company's door. His, oh, my wife. His onion handkerchief. <laughs> Just onion straight in the eye. <laughs> there he goes to the insurance company. My wife has died. It's a tragedy. This on the insurance company are a little reluctant to pay out. Good. Okay, so you, it's a big, big a sort of double indemnity here. It's an accidental death. Right. And it does seem that you're a bit weird. Your <laughs> past, you've, you've got a sort of history with You've insurance. been very unlucky, haven't you, in yeah. the past with your now, relatives? Yeah, insurance companies not not known for loving giving mm. out money. Robert battles them. He starts various lawsuits to get yeah. his payments. But lawsuits attract attention. They bring mm-hmm. lots of eyes on him, on his claims, and it attracts the attentions of the authorities who start to think maybe there's more to this man than they first thought. Oh. So when you start digging, who is this man and mm. why has he been married so many times and what has happened to all of his previous spouses and his relatives and anyone who comes to his door, <laughs> anyone who gets in his car. Mm. And there's also the fact that a down-on-his-luck fry cook apparently owned a hot dog van. Okay. And a known customer of Robert's at the Barber's named Charles Hope was drunk in a bar once and proclaimed that he knew exactly what had happened mm-hmm. to Robert's wife because he'd helped him kill her. <gasps> the police start building a case against Robert to blame his wife's death on him. 
They go as far as bugging his house. Okay. Now, bugging the house, they may have been hoping that he would walk in going, God, I loved killing my wife. (laughs) It's so exhausting murdering these days and committing insurance fraud. I need a martini. You mean he didn't do that? Mm -mm. My God, he's a criminal genius. No, what he does do is a thing he's quite well known for. He shags lots of women. Yeah. And he shags his niece. Ew. Ew. But that's illegal. So they can arrest him on incest charges. It is pretty gross, but yeah, Yeah. that's enough to arrest him. So they've been bugging the house. They haven't gotten him confessing to shit all about Mm. murder, but he is arrested on charges of incest. Hope is arrested on suspicion of murder. Now, Robert's house is searched and they find in there a list of nearly 200 special feminine matrimonial prospects (laughs) that he had drawn up. And apparently heavily underscored, this is from one of the reports, in the list was the name of a New York widow, 53 years of age, who advertised that she had an income of $10,000 annually. He'd also been writing to these women and he had a book that was titled How to Write Love Letters. (laughs) I mean, we need to get a copy of that book. I need that book, absolutely. (laughs) How do you think it would go? (laughs) Dear baby, (laughs) welcome to Marriageville. Yeah, baby. I love you. <laughs> Your eyes are much like dollar signs. Your breasts are much like dollar signs. Uh, yours with the fondest of gods. <laughs> we'll make that up next week. On arrest, Hope has agreed to tell the police everything. He says, okay, I'm going to confess. I'm going to tell you everything that's happened. But I want a lenient sentence. Yeah. I don't want to get the death penalty here. So I'll drop him in it. I'll give myself up. Do you want the story? Yes. So... Hope claimed that Robert had approached him. Robert knew that Charles Hope had money problems. He was not doing well in life. He was a regular at the barbers. So Robert approached him and said, look, do you know anything about rattlesnakes? (laughs) He's like, I like you, but that's a weird come on. You know, it's a weird pickup line. Okay, it's an odd opening conversation. Yeah. Oh, rattle, not trouser snakes. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Hope... Did he? He knew of handlers. What's going on here? Quite convenient that he didn't know about rattlesnakes. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure many people would go, no. <laughs> it's California. Fair point. Fair point. Handlers out there, and, and hot dogs, rattlesnakes go together. You know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Why wouldn't classic he? combo? <laughs> I mean, this is how he says the conversation starts, but it very quickly turns into a conversation where Robert says, "Look, he knows someone who wants to kill his wife. Looking for a pair of snakes to." bite the wife make mm. it look like an accident he's going to pay a hundred dollars for the snakes and for, for help with this hope needed the money yeah hope needed the money so he says okay i'll lend a hand and robert talks him through it and was like yeah okay this is this is my gig here got some life insurance we split the money we sort this out give me a hand hope goes along with it okay they apparently start discussing alternative methods and they say we sure rattlesnakes is the way to go they also discuss getting black widow spiders and just chucking them in her bed which is gross. That's mean. Um, yeah, and then they go, no, 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 that's a bit weird. But they, they do get some Black Widow spiders and put them in the garden. Right, just like, just on the off chance they might leap at her face. They, they bite her on the leg, mm. but she doesn't die. She mm. just gets sick. She goes, ow, the fucking Black ow, Widow's bit really me. hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's not likely that you'll yeah. die from it unless you're sick or you're quite young. So they decide, no, 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 rattlesnakes clearly are the way to go. Sorry for it. So they go, they do a little bit of a shopping trip for rattlesnakes. They go to... <laughs> I'm not kidding. They go to one handler 
and then they go, what rattlesnake? Oh, are these the finest rattlesnakes? I don't know why they're from the deep south. <laughs> oh, yes, these lovely, lovely rattlesnakes. And they go, no, they're a little bit, you know, just sort of a bit docile. We don't think they're bitey enough. <laughs> they either get some rattlesnakes and return them, going, oh, no, I'm not so sure. They don't <laughs> test them on people, but this wasn't hissy enough. Yes, it wasn't loud exactly. Enough. Let's get the jar and shake it. <laughs> jar? What was it in? I don't know, I'm imagining jar. some sort of... Vessel. Well, you want it sealed, yeah, yes. very much so. Not just like in a bag, like a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> a burlap sack, shit. <laughs> yeah, because rattlesnakes are not pleasant. Not pleasant, no. they're not. No. Eventually, the pair end up going to see Joseph Hootenbrink, a.k.a. Snake Joe. Snakey Joe. Snake Joe. Snakey Joe. Let's call him Snakey Joe. If you want. But Snake Joe. He, he has many rattlesnakes. He uh-huh. knows rattlesnakes. And they tell the man they, they have a bet going that they need some rattlesnakes to see if it can kill a rabbit, like a big rabbit, like jackrabbits and stuff like that. Yeah. They were like, mm, okay, okay. And they're also making things like going, if you put a rattlesnake up against a dog, would the rattlesnake kill the dog or the dog kill the rattlesnake? And Snake Joe is not comfortable with any yeah. of this. Yeah, it's an awkward conversation. He's a businessman though. And he's like, okay, well, if you want some rattlesnakes, this is kind of what I do here. Mm. I have these two desert diamondbacks named Lethal and Lightning. <laughs> Good snaky names. I love the fact they had names as well. It's like here's just two rattlesnakes. Like, this is lethal. This is lightning. They're lovely. <laughs> yeah, quick quick facts about the rattlesnake from Crime Scribe, which I don't know if it's a credible source, but I was reading it and then I was kind of like, I probably should have looked up a kind of a rattlesnake website. <laughs> I did look up some others actually, but if anyone knows any more rattlesnake facts, uh, weigh in. But the the diamondbacks particularly, they strike quickly. And they will kill if the yeah. bite is untreated. It's not guaranteed. It's about 10 to 20% of untreated bites will result in death. So it's not like, you know, black mamba yeah. kind of levels. Their rattle is one of the most distinctive and feared sounds in the mm. animal kingdom. <laughs> That's how it goes. Is it? <laughs> it's just me behind <laughs> just, them going... <laughs> that sounds very much like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> that would be creepy at night. Come on. <laughs> the venom from a rattlesnake... Attacks the the blood, mm-hmm. the blood and the the blood vessels. The heart mainly also attacks the, the cells and the muscles. Everything gets just everything. But it's the blood really. It's the hemorrhaging is the problem. Pain, internal bleeding, severe swelling, bruising, blistering, vomiting, nausea, just immense pain All and the dizziness. Fun stuff. Yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. Snake Joe said the whole business of dealing with Robert and Charles Hope made him very uncomfortable. Good. Yeah, I imagine he, it would. He would say that in hindsight, obviously. <laughs> So armed with two snakes, Hope and Robert. One in each hand. <laughs> they were like, we have a box. No, I think I must. Ow, it bit me. <laughs> right, okay, I've taken the anti-venom. I think I'll take that box. You know, how much? Five dollars. No, I'm going to carry them. Right, I'm back again. <laughs> so they go to Mary. They go back to the house. Now, Robert apparently tells Mary, this isn't very nice, but go with it. Okay. okay tells Mary that a doctor is coming to see her about her pregnancy. What must be assumed here is that it's possible that he was saying that the doctor was going to perform an abortion. Oh, okay. That Mary was consensual with this or not, mm. but it was happening. Mary ended up on the kitchen table. She had taken a stack of whiskey and painkillers. She was tied down, Oof. blindfolded and gagged. So, is that not her choice? Mm. Or is this, there's some backstreet guy coming in? Mm. But that's the setup. Yeah. She's preparing for something awful happening. Hope comes in with the box of snakes. 
opens the box. They're in a box. Hmm. And Robert gets her foot and shoves it in the box of snakes. With the two snakes in there, she gets three bites on her foot. Ow. Nice. This is not a fun story. <laughs> it's, not, it's not always fun, Nick. It's not always Murder fun. Murder is not always fun. No, it's not. <laughs> snakes aren't always fun. You hate snakes. <laughs> so it's a horrible scene. This is how Hope describes it. He uses the rattlesnakes to poison her. She's now writhing in agony. Mm. It's horrible. And the men wait for nature to take its course. Hope goes outside. He sits in his car very nervously, smoking, just sitting and waiting, while Robert sits with his wife, waiting yeah. for her to die. But she doesn't die. Ugh. It's taking too long. Ugh. Rattlesnake venom will, will take a while. As I said, it doesn't always kill. Mm. It's just not very nice at all. She's very ill and in pain. After several hours, <laughs> Robert comes outside to talk to Hope and informs him he's just decided to drown his wife in the bathtub. <laughs> well, it worked before. He's going to his old methods. That's what he's done. So that's what Hope says. Now, maybe Hope actually had a hand in doing this, but he said that's what mm. Robert did. He goes in, she's dead, and they drag her outside and they put her in the pond face down. Oh, a terrible accident. Terrible accident. And if she'd been bitten by something, she was bitten by something in the garden. Oh, yeah. no, a tiny, tiny black widow bit her on the leg. So not nice. Not ah. nice. The police have Hope's confession. Robert will not budge. There's a whole sort of transcribe as well in the in the Supreme Court's documents about this case, about what Robert said happened to him, that when he was in police custody, the police took him to a house, like a, like a, like a private house. They barraged him with questions for about 48 hours. They wouldn't let him sleep. They practically tortured him with sort of sleep deprivation. Then they beat him. Then all of these sorts of things he said happened to coerce him to give a confession. And we can well mm. believe these are the sort of tactics that were used yeah. at different times. But he holds out and doesn't confess. And he just completely denies everything. Eventually, he gives his side of the story, a version of the story, knowing what Hope has told them when they give him food. He sort of ends up because he sort of had no food, no sleep. And they go, let's go to a cafe. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll feed you. And then he paints the picture that the three of them had had sort of a drunken orgy of drink and drugs, <laughs> really, and that they were all completely pissed and Hope had been talking and it was Hope's idea to kill the wife. Oh, my God, yeah, she's got life insurance, definitely. I'm going to do this. And Robert was like, no, no, you mustn't, you mustn't. And all of this bullshit, like, oh, no, he was only supposed to come on and do a termination and no, it wasn't. And then, oh, no, and then he killed her and I had no idea. I was out of the house at the uh, time. Nothing to do with any of us. No, so, yeah, no. so, so that's his side of the story. Mm. Yeah, with his past history does not make it credible, really. So the pair were arraigned together on first degree murder charges, literally handcuffed together nice. when they went to the courthouse in May 1937 by the time they're actually brought to hear the charges. And they had to be separated from trying to strangle each other. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. They are beating yeah. the shit out of each other. Good. Robert threatening Hope, if you plead guilty, I'll break your neck. <laughs> Not this, I mean, I definitely didn't do anything and neither did you. <laughs> Hope pleaded guilty. Robert mm. pleaded not guilty. By now, all the weird details of Robert's past have come out, including his many wives and the strange deaths and the insurance pay payouts that had stalked him. Apparently, there was a request to exhume Winona's body, the one who had died in the car crash and mm -hmm. then drowned in the bath. A second autopsy was carried out in her remains and it showed that the skull fracture that she had had not been caused by the car accident, but had been caused by a hard moving object. Yeah. So the object was moving. She wasn't. She wasn't. 
i.e. a hammer. Big old hammer. Big old hammer. Once on the stand, Robert said any confession, anything he had said had just been done under coercion by the police, under duress, yeah. It seemed a cut and dried case, but it doesn't stop the lawyers from really dragging this out. (laughs) Absolutely not. They reenact the murder. Which, okay. Yeah, on the attorney's big old mahogany table. Nice. Yeah, they make Robert James play Mary. Put him on the table. (laughs) And then they yet hope to come up with a replica box that held the rattlesnakes. Right. And show how he shoved the foot in. Like, how how Robert had shoved the foot in the box, but it's Hope doing it. They're like, this is how he did it. Like, okay. Okay. So they do this demonstration, like, this is how you put a foot in a box. <laughs> the, the, the rattlesnakes are not in the box, but don't let that lead you to think that the rattlesnakes weren't involved in the trial. I, I, I am actually hoping, though, they open the box and it's those big sort of, like, springy things. You don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so <it> just, <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, the, uh, the rattlesnakes are brought in to Brilliant. give evidence. Dear old lethal and... Lethal and lightning. Lightning, that was it. <laughs> um, lethal and speedy. <laughs> lethal and speedy. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Speedy, that was his other friend. Lightning. He, he wasn't as vicious, but he was very fast. <laughs> Keep that in mind, though. They are they are evidence no, in the yes. courtroom. Yeah. They, don't, they don't give evidence. They don't take the stand. They're not on the stand. His, 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 They put the little rattle thing on the Bible. <laughs> just kind of hiss. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> rattle Morse code or something. <laughs> Just one tap for yes. <laughs> they are brought in because the attorneys in a separate room from the trial during this process, Snake Joe comes in and they sort of demonstrate how the the rattlesnakes delivers a bite. Okay. It's that kind of technicality. Go, well, we need yeah. to see exactly how it's done and it shows how it delivers the venom. But <laughs> the fucking rattlesnakes are evidence in a box in the courtroom. And the court has recess at one point and Lethal gets out. Brilliant. He breaks out and he just sort of slithers away and hides under a bookcase in the courtroom and then everyone comes back in and they just hear this rattling underneath the bookcase and everyone loses their shit. Fantastic. Like, ah! <laughs> running around there's a rattlesnake in the fucking courtroom <laughs> snake joe and another man wrestle the thing back into the box like right okay maybe we need to put like a like a sort of paperweight on yes, top of this some, box some, some books yes. <laughs> so how secure was the box it's a rattlesnake <laughs> so after all these shenanigans it takes the jury 25 minutes to mm. reach a guilty verdict mm, there, really. for robert james hope receives life in prison but Robert James will be given the death penalty. Yeah. He appealed his sentence many times, many times, and he would spend several years on death row. During that time, he found God. Lucky he him. became very religious. He led Bible study groups. He apparently said when his final appeal process died, was when his final appeal process failed, he said, I can take it. Let's just say that rattlesnake Bob James is not afraid to die. <laughs> On the 2nd of May, 1942, he became the last man to be hanged in the state of California. No. Mm. The Los Angeles Times reported on the scene, Robert James mounted the 13 steps to the hangman's noose and death on the San Quentin gallows. He was calm to the end. He was dressed in a black suit and a white collarless shirt. His red hair was neatly combed. His face was very white. There was a strange look of triumph in his sharp eyes as he glanced down at the 98 reporters, officials and guards who stood in the high-ceiling raftered death house. His appearance, almost boyish, gave the impression that he had been interrupted by his executioners while dressing for a dance. (laughs) And dance he did 
<laughs> because the rope was too long. Oh. And it took him 10 minutes to die. Mm. The warden of San Quentin, Clinton Duffy, who would later write his memoirs about his time there, described the events and said, I have nothing more to say except that this was the most terrible experience of my entire life. And I pray to God I shall never have to repeat it. Mm. And he didn't because hangings ended with yes. Rattlesnake James. And that was the end of uh, Rattlesnake, Rattlesnake James. Rattlesnake James. Da, da, da. Oh, very good. Yeah, I've never heard of this man at all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> one of, a suggestion from one of our darling listeners. It's fantastic. fantastic. Said, Look at Rattlesnake James. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it proves there's so much more out there that we just don't know about. Exactly. So yes. So yeah. That's oh, why we need the suggestions. Oh, indeed. First, oh, that's very good. First death by snake. Yes. On the main episode. Yeah. I mean, we did Cleopatra. Yeah. On the Patreon. Yeah. But yeah, using a rattlesnake to murder someone. Nice. Mm. That's impressive. All of the venom. I like it. I yeah. like it. That's that's a good one. Let nature take its course. Yeah. But also, awful. <laughs> <laughs> awful. But it, it's sort of the guy clearly thought, oh, I'm being so clever doing yeah, this oh, absolutely. several times. Yeah. Several times. And to be honest... He would have got away with it if he hadn't trusted some drunk he met at the bar. Mm. Because he was the, yeah, the hope was the chap who... He was the one who, sort of who told everything. ...broke and told everything and confessed yeah. to everything. So... If it hadn't been for him, he just would have kept stum and there would have been no details exactly. on it whatsoever. It would have just been... Another terrible yeah. accident. Yeah. He would have been something. done for incest, maybe. Which he was. Yeah. Apparently the niece knew nothing. She didn't know anything about it. Well, he might get a few years for that or something, or, yeah. or a fine, yeah. or some such thing, but it's certainly not going to send him to the, to the gallows. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Don't trust an accomplice. Indeed. Do it all yourself. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> <laughs> get what your happens, own snakes. What happens between you and the snake stays between you and the snake. <laughs> well, hopefully the snakes had a long, fulfilling life afterwards, <laughs> killing more people. They didn't do anything wrong. No, absolutely. They were just released into California and had a lovely time. Just, and they opened the door of the courthouse and just and let them out. Live it off. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. They'll find their way out. <laughs> I mean, they'll be all right. <laughs> well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the story of Rattlesnake James, as he is known? What do you think of all of his methods? I think it's pretty cut and dry that he was a bastard mm, and yep, that he did all of this. Quite high one. in the bastardometer. Are there more stories of people using animals to commit murder? That sounds really dark, but, you know, with yeah, snakes there and must the venom. Be there, there must be, yeah. Maybe there's some other ones we haven't covered, really. Yeah. Do you know a lot about rattlesnakes, American listeners? Uh, fill us with, with, with facts and interesting stories about <laughs> rattlesnakes. Because I love a snake. You do. Absolutely love a snake. I would try and befriend a rattlesnake and yes. I would die. Yes, you would die horribly. Yeah. No, I'd run away from it. While also going, I love you. <laughs> it may be faster. It, oh, they're quite fast. I think they're quite speedy. Mm. If you really piss them off. Yeah. You, 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 well, that's the thing, because you need to get the momentum to run. Like, if you're, <laughs> well, if you're standing there saying you're shit, uh, <laughs> I don't think it responds to insults. No. But you're there going, oh, I love you, I love you. And they're just taking that as a, as a threat. Yeah, exactly. If you're throwing rocks at it, as some people do, you know, everything. If you're standing too close, you've got to get the momentum up to, you yeah. know, naught to whatever. They're pretty speedy. They're, they're they strike. Dumb. Exactly, yeah. That's why I love them. I think they're fascinating. Yeah. I love those kind of deadly animals. Love it. But yes, hit us with your facts and stories about rattlesnakes. We can continue this chat on Patreon. Well, I mean, I did watch a very interesting documentary the other day with Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories. I believe it was called Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> and so yes and that was all about snakes 
So yes, I learned a lot from that you document, did. Yeah, documentary. Yeah. So that may well be in the next episode. Yeah, that when you're swallowed by an anaconda and you're vomited up, you can still you can wink. still wink. You can still wink. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, more snake stories. <laughs> Sharks than snakes. Honestly, I love a snake. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode and share your thoughts, your theories, your snaky goodness. But most importantly, find another drink. <laughs> you really didn't like. It. You polished it off, but you I'm, really didn't I like it. I don't like to be disappointed. I mean, I'm, I drank I'm, it because it's... My, no, it's not your fault. I don't blame you, Nick. I'm just I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, Sinead. <laughs> it's not that. It's just because we've been having such a nice time. We've had such a run of lovely cocktails. And that's so that if it was really, really bad, like split down the middle of kind of, wow, this is weird. That'd be more fun. A disappointing cocktail is just... Don't put coconut water in your cocktail. But you may be curious. You may think You may love it. It's a wonderful thing. You may be a big fan of coconut water and sadness. So <laughs> mix one up. Tell us if you love it. If we're yeah. wrong, please. You know, everyone's right here. D- tell us if you love it or share other cocktails that you are enjoying this weekend or anything that you've done to this cocktail to make it a little bit more spicy. Nah. Thank you so, so much to all the people who have been leaving us lovely reviews on Apple. Wherever you listen to this podcast, please, if you can, drop us a five-star review, say nice things, or just hit the star button on Spotify, on CastBox. All of these things make a huge difference to us. It takes two seconds, and if you are inclined, please leave those on there. If you can, follow us as well on social media. The social media. The I socials. said that in a very kind of millennial way, didn't I? <laughs> Ooh, the social the social media. medias. Follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. Everyone who's followed us on YouTube, thank you. We are so close to a thousand subscribers. Really? We really are. I must pay more attention to We're these eight things. away. If, if if eight of you do it, I might. Ooh, do you not subscribe to our own <laughs> I don't, bloody show? I, don't think I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference, and we have got more video content coming. We would love to hear your suggestions of more things that we can be doing on the Poisonous Cabinet and cases that we have yet to delve into. And tell your friends, bring them along. Quiet. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisonous Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Bye. Oh, yeah.